have found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom, discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Uh, you're right. It is this time again during the week. Welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, we have an amazing offer for you today. The cost of a free Taco Bell napkin. You can find more of what you're looking for to make your week so much better. You know, there's no more need to run to your nearest fast food establishment and grab handfuls of handfuls of uh, free napkins, wasting valuable time. You just need to sit back and listen to uh, as we give more. Because the more is not sloppy. The more <laughs> we're not, we will not. I That's mean, right. you might drool because you're getting so excited about the information. That's right. But I, I know there are people that do do that. Yeah, you know, when they hear the podcast, they're, <laughs> I, I've got to give a shout out again to Joe. You know, he's he's one of our first time listeners that just loves his podcast. Yeah, he tells me every week that he loves it and. His wife keeps telling me every week, quit mentioning his name. Um, uh-huh. So I've got to. I've yeah, got to you know. have to. Yeah, now that she's raised the bar that I have to, I have to mention him all the time. Well, uh, to help me today in studio, uh, the man whose wife has more secrets about her famous cookies than Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Pastor Gary. All right. Welcome. And good job getting Lisa Kay in there. Yeah, That's you good. know, I try. You know, I try. That's she's going to be happy with that. Uh, you know. Her cookies are, are amazing. I just, I don't know what she puts in them. I don't want to know. Love. It's just a, it's lot, a lot, lot of love in there. Yeah, it's so good. And then also not trying to brag is the only 1948 Olympic champion still alive who won the best bystander silver medal, Pastor Alex Norton. There you go. Yeah. Still kicking. 1948. Who got gold that year? Uh, Probably the, the world's greatest sleeper. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that was one of them on there. But yeah, I got the best bystander. I was the one that, you know, every picture... During that Olympics, I was, you see me standing by there somewhere. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's amazing. And you can look it up on the internet, Google my name, and you might find me somewhere. Uh, so how's your week? Pretty good. It's, it's been going wonderful. And um, as uh, I mentioned on Sunday morning, uh, when you're preaching about uh, spiritual warfare, uh, yeah. you're getting a chance to be involved. <laughs> I am yeah. in the trenches. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy, crazy, crazy. But God is great. What more could happen, right? I mean, really. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it too much. It's all good. Uh, yeah, as soon as you throw that out there, it's kind of like the devil's <laughs> like, okay, let's see what's going on, you know? <laughs> let's see if you can back up what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, my beautiful bride, she's on a uh, vacation tour of her nieces and nephews. Oh, that's awesome. So she's uh, right now in, I think, Minnesota, last I heard, Minnesota. Great. And uh, she told me that they have better weather there than we do right now. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, Minnesota. You're talking mm-hmm. about Minnesota, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the most coldest places yeah, yeah, in the United sure. States. Uh, International Falls, by far, in Minnesota, gets colder than any other place. Right, in the it holds States. a lot of records. I know that. Yeah, and uh, they never thaw out till like June. Uh-huh. And apparently, they're having like 65, 70 degree weather. Really? Right. Yeah, it's not right. Well, we had definitely got spoiled a couple of weeks ago when we had the 86 degree kind of stuff going on for three or four days that was pretty pretty sweet what was going on with it that? was it was like oh i love global warming it's that, good that's not fair <laughs> scott our guitar player you know i noticed he never gives up yeah he wears shorts all year round yeah he's yep, not giving up anything and he mm-hmm. will be here on sunday if he plays with shorts on yep and it's good i'm glad he does he's got the legs for it yeah there you go some of us don't right you know if i if i do that you might think oh is she kind of glorious Look. in the house right now or what's going on you know uh, Look, Pastor Alex has two knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, What's her leg. 
and they're really white. Uh, yeah. So winter, you know, winter time is good for me because I can hide all that stuff. But in the summer, it's a risk. Yeah, it is always a risk uh, to come out and uh, show people how white I truly am. Well, uh, thinking about uh, this last week's sermon series as we start our new seven-week series on spiritual warfare, uh, I found that there are telltale signs that you might be in the thick of it right now in spiritual warfare. Really? Yeah. List those off because I can probably check a few of them. There might be some on here that you might. I mean, some of these are, uh, you know, general comprehension of it. Uh Uh, Some of it may be, you know, news to you, but they exist. Uh, of course, you know, pretty much everything that I say at this point in the podcast is up for speculation. Okay. But I still give it to you because that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to walk away saying, I did not learn anything. You, you were going to learn something right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so you might be in the thick of it, uh, in spiritual warfare right now in your life. When your husband gets the mysterious man cold and can't even get out of bed on a Saturday to go thrift store shopping. Okay. That's a possibility. It is. I'm, the women that are listening to us, they know what I'm talking about. All right. The mysterious man cold that happens, all of a sudden, you know, you can't move arms and legs. And debilitating. It, debil- it is debilitating. Yeah. I, I keep telling my wife all the time that when I get a cold, it is far worse than what she could ever get. Yeah. She doesn't understand that. I'm like, you don't get it. Yep. Even though you've brought children into the world. Right. And all those things that you've done. Somehow that act. Right. Emboldens them with strength. You know, yeah. that's out of this this world, yeah. right? They can, oh, yeah. they can handle anything in perspective. That's right. Yeah. And I can't, you know, there are times when I get the man cold, I can't even feed myself or pick up a pillow to move it. Okay. I need I need help, you know? Oh, all right. Yeah, and it's, it's bad. <laughs> and it, it, that may be, that I, may be part of I do order. have a relative who gets sick uh, occasionally, and uh, they just go in their room, shut the door. Yeah. And uh, they don't come out until they're healed up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just don't come out. And you'll go over to pray for them. They're like, don't just pray from the door. Don't even come in here. <laughs> <laughs> just stay out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, there's, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can cure this thing. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times it's just a lot of sleep. Right. Maybe watching football game. Okay. Football is an, a good healer. It, it, it is. is it's medicinal for sometimes. Okay. Try telling that to my wife. It doesn't work. Oh. Uh, my wife would probably lay hands on me without the benefit of prayer. There you go. If I try to pull the uh, mysterious man cold. All right. Uh, the second one is that when you are woken at three in the morning mm. by an overpowering temptation to eat every Lisa K cookie that you can find, mm. mm-hmm. that yeah, that one's on my list for sure. That might be. Yeah. I mean, it, you're just and that, sound asleep. and then she puts them in those special cellophane wraps. Yeah. That it's hard to sneak it. You can <laughs> you can hear that unwrap from right. the full distance of the house. That's right. And she does it on purpose. She it's does. It's like an alarm. It, it is. So she it's knows. Like, crickle, crickle, crickle. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I know. I try that sometimes when I, I get up because I'm mm-hmm. one of those guys that gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll go to the fridge and uh, my wife will all of a sudden be coming out of the darkness. And she's like, what are you doing? Mm, just uh, looking around, you know, near the fridge for light so I can get some water. <laughs> I'm laughing right now because when I was a kid, my brother and I, we had a game. Yeah. You know, this shows you how bored we were. We had a game where we had this, um, we had a porcelain cookie jar. Yeah. And um, and then one person would sit in the living room facing away from the kitchen. Okay. And the other person would have to come in, remove the lid, try to get as many cookies out and put the <laughs> lid back on without being detected. And the person sitting on the couch was listening with just like super hyper radar to try to pick up the, the sonar of the yeah. sound. And uh, that was a game we played. And <laughs> We were mastering our, you know, our ability to steal cookies. Well, you know, uh, one time I I read an article about how women have certain pitches that they pick up on super quick. Okay. 
Like, I think it's because they, you know, always listen for the baby or whatever. Right, right. Okay. So if you talk in a high-pitched tone, uh-huh. uh, they'll definitely pick up on that. Okay. But if you lower your register, oh, not even to a whisper, just lower your register deeper. Okay. A lot of times it doesn't wake them up. Hmm. I have tried that a few times, and I think it might work. I think I might have proven it to be right. Okay. But it does not work, you know, with chip bags, and it does not work okay. when you're opening a pop <laughs> at cookie, the middle. Of, yeah, cookie wrappers. Cookie wrappers does not work. I, it seems to be in that pitch range where they yeah. pick up right away. So, you know, you're on your own. But you know, if you if you're feeling an overwhelming temptation to get up at three in the morning, there's a good chance it might be a spiritual uh, battle. You might need to talk to somebody at Weight Watchers. Or something. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so the third one uh, that's uh, something that we should keep on the radar is. Um, when you sleep at night and you hear a frightening sound that is then followed by the smell of rotten eggs, causing tears to well up in your eyes for the next five minutes, that might be something like that. So I, I think you're right. I mean, some spiritual forces have a sulfur yeah. kind of scent that comes along with them. Yeah. So you're saying that when I smell that, that's a spiritual attack. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It okay. very well could be. Okay. It might be. It just might be. I'm just saying. I have a, I have a couple of friends things. that I can smell it. I can smell that when I'm around them a lot. Is that possibly something going on? <laughs> that's not just three in the morning. That's three in the afternoon that happens. <laughs> it's like an indicator that something is happening right now. Something is amiss. Something's yeah. a foul. That's right. You know, and, and there have been times where I've been just walking in, in the store. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I just walk right into it. Okay. And I'm thinking, devil, what's going on here? Are you here right now? Uh-huh. So I'm just saying that there, there are moments... Um, I, I think for me at night when it happens, if I hear that noise, I there's a noise now. There's a yeah, there's okay. definitely a noise, a frightening sound that happens. Okay, okay. Uh, it depends on the pitch and the longevity of it uh-huh. that makes me wonder. You know, maybe. So you've you've uh, you've been awakened from a deep sleep a with deep this deep sleep. Wow. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, maybe could be multiples are there like are the covers hovering too is there that another is a, sign there's a very good there's chance a, yeah it goes hand in hand with there's it a, okay <laughs> it goes hand in hand with it and it does not matter mm-hmm. you know sometimes you know if, if uh maybe you just read the bible before you went to bed and there okay it could still you yep. can still have it happen okay so that's something to be paying attention to on that one uh another one is uh when your negative thoughts about salad become your regular diet and you actually like it really that yeah that's a big one and you know daniel from the Daniel fast, he mm-hmm. was definitely involved in spiritual warfare. So there's a connection yeah. there. Okay. So that might be something. It might be a positive, right? Because if you start going towards salad, I'm just saying for all the meat eaters out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a dish that I like at, uh, what's that one, the blue restaurant going out towards uh, Alanson? Uh, uh, yeah, the Northwoods. Northwoods. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the double fried chicken oh. with mashed potatoes. Where they take fried chicken and then fry it? Fry it, yeah. Okay. It's double fried. <laughs> the best stuff ever. I always ask for more gravy. But they always put broccoli on there. And yes. I, mm-hmm. I move it to the side. Yes. I, I When yeah. I order there now, I just say, just hold the broccoli. Yeah. I don't even need it. I don't it. need it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a pile of broccoli on your plate. And I'm like, yeah. listen, this but is But usually not- somebody at the table with me wants my broccoli, so now I have to get it. And then broccoli juice gets on my other food. Right. You don't want to taste that. Right. I don't yeah, want broccoli juice on my food. I want, a, I want a barrier of gravy to keep yeah. that from getting in there. I, I wish that I could go to a restaurant and get the cafeteria tray with the little <laughs> with the little cu- cubbies for each part. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it would. I could see you come in sometime with your backpack. <laughs> Bring my own. Pull, yeah. Just, just put it on this tray for me. Uh, don't mix anything up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be so awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, sent the last one, and uh, I need to get ready for this one. Uh, when you start talking like Biden at parties really yeah 
Yeah. No. Okay. So if you <laughs> you start making up your own words, yep. start talking about. This sounds like my things. Sunday morning experience, man. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> it could be spiritual warfare you're going on right now. Yeah, there could be. Um, I actually, I don't know if I've confessed this on on the podcast, but uh, I got a crown put on uh, about six weeks ago, maybe a little longer. Yeah. And uh, they gave me an extra shot of Novocaine to uh, take care of. Uh, you know, working on my tooth yeah. and they hit my tongue. So about a third of my tongue on the right hand side has been numb for over six weeks. So I'm just going to blame any of my blunders on Sunday mornings on a numb tongue. So you're, you're still having that. It problem? is. It's right there. Have you tried, have you like bit your tongue? I haven't necessarily bit it, but I can't taste anything over there. And it yeah. feels like I've just put a nine volt battery on that part of my tongue. <laughs> uh yeah that's not good right right yeah yeah so i'd like it come to come back soon but well i can tell you that you're not having any biden moments on sunday okay so you're good all right but if it does happen yeah it could be mm-hmm. possibly spiritual warfare if you start talking like it, uh, biden yeah it is crazy some of the things that <laughs> okay go ahead yeah. keep moving well, that, that's it i was just gonna say that that's that's the last one okay but um, you know, those are all things, right? To keep in mind, if if maybe if, if it happens, if it, it happens, could be experiencing yeah. spiritual warfare. I I'm going to say that I'm on regular attack with that that third one about the rotten egg smell. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yep. Uh, I'm you know I'm under some I guess maybe a lot of spiritual warfare right now in my house, <laughs> and uh, you know that seems to be the easiest weapon that he uses around me. Right. Is is the rotten egg one? Okay. And, the, and that weird, creepy sound that happens before it goes on. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, we're going to take an ID break. We'll be right back. You know, don't settle for insurance that won't cover your toys, home, or auto. There's a reason that Wilson Insurance is an industry leader in northern Michigan. They're not in the business to sell insurance. They're in the business to be there when you need an agent most. That's Wilson Insurance. Petoskey. Are you looking for more? Well, then you found it right here on More Podcast. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to put that one in there one more time. Get rapture right. ready with your favorite host today, Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton, as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. If you're dancing in your living room right now, listening to this or wherever you're at, that's okay. Kind of that's a okay. funky, kind of a funky jazzy thing going right, yeah. on there. It's uh, that's why it's there for you before you hear the news, so you're prepared. Um, well, in our rapture ready news today, we have a couple topics that have hit the news, and it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that I don't realize, I don't understand why this is even happening, but America, for some reason, the government that we have, uh, made sure that uh, Israel knows that we still want to be friends with them. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm like, aren't we friends with them already? But apparently, (laughs) it's not the case. Yeah. Uh. We're we're working on that. So, in a warm speech to Parliament, U.S. House Speaker lauds historic connection of Jewish people to the land, later says checks on uh, government power, a crucial part of democracy that they're doing within their own government. Uh, And so, in a... 
uh, an enthusiastic speech to the Knesset Plenum. Uh, Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Kevin McCarthy pledged Monday that the U.S. would continue to fully fund Israel's security needs while denouncing Iranian aggression in the Middle East as well as efforts to isolate Israel's, uh, Israel internationally. Uh, in the speech, uh, with, uh, with both uh, praise for Israel and biblical quotations, McCarthy lauded Israel as the birthplace of the Jewish people, describing the country as a modern miracle and insisted on its right to defend itself uh, from attack. That's awesome. Yeah, but I just I'm I'm reading that and thinking we do that. I mean, isn't that sort of our relationship right now? It is, and um, I've recently did a little research on this. So every president since 1948 has come out on almost a yearly basis and said, "Hey, we're with you. We're with you." Okay, and um, sometimes their words are a little empty. Yeah, Uh, we've had a couple of recent presidents who you know said one thing, but then their activity seemed to go in a different direction. But for the most part, um, all of our all of our you know politicians that are in in power do continue to pledge uh support for israel uh at least in word yeah all right. uh, but uh, but thing. that's a good thing so yeah. you know genesis chapter uh you know 12 gives us the promise that if we support israel we'll be blessed and anyone who comes against israel will be cursed so it's a good thing yeah that we as a nation continue to support and that's a big reason i believe that uh the united states is uh, is so incredibly blessed and it, it's I don't know. For me, when I was I was reading, it, I'm thinking we got the worst friendship with them ever. Because if you got to come out every year yeah. to say, "Hey, we're friends," right? You right. know, yeah. There there have been some times where we have uh, put the friendship on a pressure a pressure situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the other reference that you talked about in Genesis and then Numbers, it's reiterated again in Numbers twenty four nine. It says, like you said, whoever blesses Israel will be blessed, and whoever curses Israel will be cursed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the passages of Scripture that McCarthy actually shared. And okay. uh, I think it's true mm-hmm. how important those words are. I mean, the more that we try to find ways to help Israel, the better off we'll be. But, you know, as we talk about the end times, I think at some point that's going to definitely go away. I mean, if, if we're that, you know, wishy-washy about our relationship with Israel every time we have a new election. Yeah, and living rapture ready, we know that um, right after the rapture uh, of the church that uh, the Antichrist will be revealed, and uh, he begins uh, by putting uh, the Jewish people in a position for safety. He, yeah. They sign a peace treaty, but they also he also helps them start to rebuild the temple and put the uh, sacrifices in place. And so every time there's a peace treaty in the Middle East, uh, Christians get nervous because yeah, they know yeah. um, the signs of the time. So um, as you see those things happen, um, I think it would be wise to be rapture ready. Live, yeah. live in such a way that uh, it could happen today and uh, plan like it might not happen for 100 <laughs> years. Right? You're always banking on like, oh, please, Mr. President, say yeah. something nice about Israel. Don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, because yeah, it, sure. it affects all of us, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, it affects our economy, affects what we do in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one relationship that we definitely need. But it's something to keep on your radar, because when you start hearing the United States talking negatively about Israel, right, be a little concerned. Uh, yeah, and, and I think and I think a little bit of a challenge to that is we might not speak negatively about Israel, but then we, we start being pro, you know, enemies of Israel. That's the part where you get nervous, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so another one that's kind of a, a touchy subject, but it's interesting that it came out uh, this week. Uh, the Catholic Church is sending confusing messages to its parishioners. Mm. Um, Rome, the president of the Pontifical Academy for Life, said that he is personally opposed to assisted suicide, but would not exclude it for others who wish to avail themselves of it. 
In April 21, uh, there was a debate on the end-of-life issues at the Journalism Festival in, I think it's Perugia, Italy. Archbishop, Archbishop uh, Vincenzo Pelagia said that he endorses accompaniment and cares as the best approach to assisting the terminally ill, but re- recognizes the legitimacy of the laws permitting assisted suicide as furthering the common good. Now, I know, I looked this one up in the catechism book for uh, for the Catholic Church, and they're adamantly opposed to any of this. So it's interesting that the Catholic Church now has people, not necessarily saying that I'm the Pope, I'm saying this, but people that are in the high ranks of the Catholic Church that are saying, okay, you know, Canada has this new assisted suicide law that's in their books right now. Uh, that's okay. We're going to accept that, or we're going to we're not going to say anything bad about it. Um, it just it just it's crazy to me how uh, we send such mixed messages about the value of life. Uh, in the world today, and it, it definitely speaks to end times, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, um, of course, as you know, in the United States, we have um, 11 uh, different uh, states that have um, made assisted or medical-assisted suicide um, legal. So, um, yeah, when the, the value of life continues to go down uh, with each of these decisions, um, it's crazy. We, we talked recently that uh, now with the uh, sex trade that's mm-hmm. out there uh the the value of a human life is down into the single digits yeah and it you know, is. it's crazy and um you know people are completely disposable and uh, so it's just it's just amazing as we talked about even on sunday morning how uh, mankind wants to be its own god choose to when you know we didn't get to choose when we we're born therefore we're yeah. not yeah. we shouldn't get to choose when we die that's up to the lord to do that and the catholic church is uh being wishy-washy on that yeah, because, you know, uh, you look in the Old Testament, I was trying to look up the, the reference, but, you know, it's very clear that, uh, and there's different interpretations, but the uh, Church Father Arrhenius talked about this idea of uh, when we talk about thou shalt not murder, mm-hmm. uh, it's talking not just about the person that we're, mm-hmm. we're in conflict with, mm-hmm. but also a murder of ourselves yeah. is in the same bracket as far as the churches believe for Mm-hmm. a couple thousand years. And that's one of the things that I believe evolution helps to reinforce this idea that you can choose to die, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a difference between humans and animals. Husbandry, which is the care of animals. Yeah. You know, if you have a wounded cow that's, you know, can't make it back, you take its life because you don't want it to suffer. Right, but yeah. humans and animals are not the same thing. So we don't get to make that same choice. Um, that's where evolution would say, yeah, you're just an animal. Go ahead and take its life because, um, you know, don't don't make it suffer. Right. We are not animals. We are not animals. And, uh, you know, even though we're getting to the place where we're thinking like, well, we're just a group of cells. We can grow in the lab. We can do all this stuff. Uh, that whole thing does not redefine the way God sees life. And uh, is it's a it's a very slippery slope we're moving. Absolutely. On. Super slippery. Yeah. And I think we've already crested the slope. And that, to me, gives me an excitement that the rapture is yeah. uh, it's imminent, right? It could happen yeah. at any moment. Anytime. And we're seeing um, all of evidences in our world yeah. to back that up. Well, you know, one thing I would say, though, to anyone who may be contemplating or having this issue, in Psalm 34, verse 17 through 18, it says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The, tr- the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So, you know, you may have these thoughts that are going through your mind that you have nothing to offer the world. You might as well, I'm, you know, I'm up in age or I've got illnesses that are taking me. Uh, God still is always wanting to uh, 
uh, have a part in the process that you move forward on the next phase of your journey. And he's going to be there with you, but he doesn't need you to take the reins and make it happen for yourself. I know that you have experience in this as well as I do. Going to the hospital, visit someone who's near the end, mm-hmm. right? You can see it coming. And, and and there are those people that we go to visit who are continuing to minister to the very moment they yeah. take their last breath. They're ministering to the doctor. They're ministering to the uh, to the nurses. They continue to minister all the way to the end. It's those people who stop ministering and just say, okay, now I'm done. Yeah. I have no worth, no value, and no input in this world. Those people are shortchanging themselves. Right. And, and the thing is, is you just read in Psalms 34, you have value mm-hmm. until your last breath. Right. God still sees value in you. And yeah, you may be going through a very struggling time in your life, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, God's given you that that breath for that day to do something for his glory. And you should look at it as an opportunity uh, to to do something, you right. know, to be right. a part of the process. So I'm not sure what the Catholic Church is talking about. I'm not sure why they're backing uh, this idea, even though in their own catechism it says that they don't believe in this. But it's starting to show a divide in, in the, I guess, the higher church, the the split that's starting to happen. The apostasy. The apostasy, yeah, definitely good word. Yeah, mm-hmm. apostasy that's happening within the ranks of people that should know better, right? right. That should yeah. have a different opinion on this. Mm-hmm. And for them to say that, uh, there's some values that are being checked to the door mm-hmm. and morality that's being tossed out for the sake of maybe being a part of the majority. And we need to watch out for that. So keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, so that's what's what we have for the rapture news, rapture ready news. And, uh, just always keep your eyes open. You never know what you're going to see in the news, but keep I'll your tell eye you, on the Eastern sky. That's right. And it's happening all the time, but we're going to take an identity break. We'll be right back. Hey, you want a s'more? S'more what? No, no, you want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? You're killing me, Smalls. Please, sir. When hiring a contractor to tackle your next housing project, hire someone who knows what it takes to make it exactly how you dreamed it should be. With over 25 years of success, Sean Meyer Construction brings the know-how to tackle new or exciting projects. It takes time and know-how to build your dream home. Why not consider waterfront property management and builders to make your next property a reality? Your dreams, your way, that's a waterfront team promise. Located in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Which is now in a war zone. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get through Lansing right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, but my gosh. I just watched a waterfront uh, construction commercial on TV last night. Yeah. Fantastic. Was it? It was fantastic. Made it look really good, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was on uh, Fox 32, and uh, just great. The commercial was incredible. Well, you know, they they do awesome stuff. I yeah. mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see all these guys that build and stuff, but, you know, it just seems like, you know, I, I wish I had, like, not even a 0.0% talent like they have to do stuff because uh-huh. oh my gosh it's amazing you know they're like yeah. did, you did great you've been working on your kitchen for a while and that, I, yeah. that wayne's coating was a big project and you did yeah. great yeah well it's it's straight 
Yeah. It's straight and it's level. Uh-huh. It may not be, you know, like something that somebody down 20 years from now will be like, wow, that was some good work. <laughs> I I yeah. think you should be proud of it. Yeah. Well, my wife's blinded by love. She tells me all the time that it's, it looks good. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, so we're now into our Harbor Light Bible trivia question. Uh, the question last week <laughs> is, uh, we had, is up for debate, I guess. It, it uh, is. We, yeah. we had um, a little... Um, minor pastor gary moment there when i added two facts together yeah okay and so we caused some confusion therefore no one no one answered no one answered it right. because the question was skewed it was yeah, it was so the question was who raises the antichrist um after he takes a fatal wound right okay and then we gave you a hint that it wasn't uh the bible answer right or the, and, <laughs> <clears throat> the fact is, as we dig into it, uh, the, <laughs> it is it is still Satan or the red dragon. The dragon helps bring the Antichrist back to life, but it is definitely surrounded uh, with the false prophet. So yeah. the false prophet is involved in this resurrection, and that was the answer I was going for was the false prophet. Right. But there wasn't a super clear um, a super clear verse on it. Yeah. What I was doing was I was uh, translating in my head the fact that the false prophet. Uh, brings the 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 statue yeah. back to he brings the statue to life right yeah and causes it to be able to uh, and everyone has to worship and then the the <laughs> the statue makes people worship itself so I mix two facts together hey that happens and it does happen yeah and so therefore no one is a winner and it's my fault yeah but we are still um, in the process of giving away a podcast speaker for right the month right we so have we can, the drawing we can today. we can do that. Um, so I apologize to everyone for, um, misleading, um, with just heresy flowing (laughs) through the microphone here. Uh, let me just say that if you've read revelation, it is a tricky book to decipher and sometimes facts and figures, right. Uh, might get and and, yeah. the, and the truth is sometimes when Pastor Alex and I are here in the studio, <laughs> um, sometimes I am thinking up stuff on the spot. Yeah, and right. uh, that was an on the spot question, not based in anything. And in the let's Bible. just say that last week you were pretty tired. Yeah, coming into right, <laughs> coming into the podcast. So, so that might have played into. Yeah, it a I bit. really really apologize that for that, folks. But um, it is the dragon who brings the beast, who is the Antichrist, back to life. Yeah, and um. And then it is the false prophet who gives the power for the statue to come to life. So, and that's all. In, that's all in the Bible. Revelation that's all 13. Revelation thirteen, right? It's all right there. Yep. Uh, you can read it for yourself. Thirteen three, thirteen fourteen. I'll talk about that. So. Yep. So this week's trivia question is much safer <laughs> and more biblically accurate. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> what is what is the Bible question for us? So our Bible trivia question for this week is: What are the two offensive spiritual, you know, spiritual yeah. weapons listed in the spiritual armor. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give it away that, that um, it's in Ephesians chapter six. What are the two offensive pieces two, of equipment yeah. um, that are listed there? Now you, you got me on this one. I did. I already the first one. It. Yeah. The first one I knew. Right. And then you, there was a second one and I'm like trying to think through the armor in my head and I'm like, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And, but this one is good. This, this is, is a like, good one. This is yeah. like a little tricky Tricky uh, question and answer. But biblically accurate. Big, yeah, it's biblically <laughs> accurate. It has nothing to do with the dragon or right. the, 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 the uh, Antichrist or anything. So this is totally a, a, something you can't answer. I, I think you can answer it if you read yes. the text and pay attention to it. <laughs> well, oh, my goodness. I can't believe want, I did that. <laughs> it's okay. It, it, the 
Biden moment. Yep, right Biden yeah. moment right there. Uh, if you are Making willing up to- facts that aren't real. <laughs> right. Uh, you know what they said. You, you know what he said. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, if you're looking to uh, cash in on a possible swag gift uh, and get your name in for the drawing for next this coming month, uh, well, you can send that to HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail.com. That's HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And uh, let us know your answer. This one, I think you can figure out. Yes. It's not this, should be, be, this should be a little easier. Yeah, this will be a little bit easier. But just think about all those people that were in Revelation 13 and were scouring right. that to find the answer. <laughs> I was just driving you to the word. It does not matter what translation you try to figure it out in. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a doozy. Uh, okay, so... Wow, we have come to our second speaker we're giving away today. Yes, here we go. And uh, I have the uh, special hat from Wilson Insurance that we pull all of our names out of. Yep. And uh, I know Ben is praying right now that he would As, get- as well as, um, I don't know if her name is in there, but my granddaughter Pippa is like, Papa, how, ha- how is it that I haven't won? I mean, yeah. it is a mystery how she hasn't won, yeah. but she does have some inside connections, so she'll probably be getting a yeah, speaker here probably soon, anyways. But uh, let's see here. All right, I've got it. Okay, and we are going to be reading this now on the air. This is the winner of the um, of the speaker, the podcast Bluetooth speaker. This awesome with speaker. our pictures on the yeah, front. Yeah, everybody nice is bamboo bamboo oh. front. It's just beautiful. It's Haley Haley G Haley Geisler. All right. Yeah. She's won a podcast speaker. Sorry, Ben. Maybe. Ben, just keep trying, just buddy. Just keep trying. Just keep doing it, buddy. This 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 uh, week's question, I think you can get it in there, and then we'll put you in the drawing again uh, for your podcast speaker. Uh, but if you know the answer to our question, which is? The question is, what are the two offensive pieces of equipment listed in Ephesians chapter six. That's what it is. So send that to Trivia at gmail.com. And as always, I promise that we will not make fun of you on the air about any answers you give. Uh, we are not going to read any of the answers that, that come in. Uh, you know, maybe you have an idea, whatever. It's okay. We just want to hear your response and know you're listening. After after that last fiasco with the question, you should never make fun of anyone because the person asking the <laughs> questions didn't even know what they are talking about. We're not going to talk about that right now. You know, that happens. You have immunity, you know, as a pastor of church, every now and then that kind of stuff happens. Uh, so HarperLightBibleTrivia at gmail.com. Write that answer in there and let us know if you have the right answer. Well, here's how to have more. Know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. You're listening to more podcasts. Looking for a go-to eatery that has awesome food? Well, Paper Station in downtown Harbor Springs is sure to have your next favorite. From their signature station burger to the golden crispiness of a hand-dipped onion ring, enjoy the flavors that make this a must-stop today. Paper Station. Well, has the winter done a number on your beautiful floors in your home? Well, Hamel's Flooring, with their expert touch of Cliff Haas, is sure to have an answer for you. With a large exclusive collection of carpet, and vinyl flooring, your floors will look better than new. That's Hamill Flooring here in Petoskey.
so we're going to get ready to uh, get into the Bible talk for today. Uh, last week, uh, we started a new seven-week series on spiritual warfare entitled The Unseen World. And the whole idea is that we're not trying to scare anyone, but we need to be aware of our enemy. And if we're not, uh, we can find ourselves in situations where we're frustrated and wondering why this would happen to me. And uh, so this week, definitely, we had to uh, create the groundwork to understand the origins of evil, to understand what Satan has to play in this, what, what are the demonic forces that are playing behind the scenes, the things that we can't see, uh, but we would argue we can feel. You know, God gives us the ability to have that sense, to know what's going on. And spiritually, Scripture does say that we can begin to see those things happening before us uh, if we allow God to give us the sight for that. But I wanted to uh, open up the stage to Pastor Gary to start this uh, conversation about uh, this idea of spiritual warfare, because it is a huge subject. And you know what? I'll tell you, this is probably the hottest topic that has been in our church for a little bit, other than the Revelation Mm -hmm. series. This one is like right up there. Yeah, I've been uh, getting lots of feedback from uh, folks that they're really enjoying this or looking forward to it. Um, I had, uh, as a matter of fact, I had a couple of points that I made on Sunday morning and I had some real Bible scholars, people that are probably more advanced in the word than I am come up and say, I've never heard that before. Can you point me in the right direction? So mm-hmm. um, I know that people are excited about it. And I think that, uh, as you said, Pastor Alex, laying out the groundwork, uh, my intention was to get everyone to be aware of the fact that there is spiritual, there's a spiritual world going on it's yeah. unseen and um and the evidence of how it breaks through breaks across from the spiritual into the natural world um we're seeing that and uh, so i went through a whole list of uh, evidences for evil and uh, people were pretty excited because i think that they see uh where we are in the world today and um they're they're jumping in uh yeah you mentioned in uh talking about the origins of evil about how jesus uh gave examples of that uh, the old testament gives examples of what we have for the origins of evil. And a lot of it talks about uh, the rebellion happening and then Satan being removed from heaven. Uh, but there were some particulars in there that were interesting that you brought up. Uh, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, Jesus mentions that Satan falls like lightning from yep. the sky. Isaiah and Ezekiel talk about a little bit different perspective about the story. Uh, but uh, Satan was so powerful that uh, not only did he get ousted, Mm-hmm. But he brings with him how many angels? A third of the angels. A third of the angels. And uh, one of the important things that um, I didn't talk about is it gives you a percentage because um, there is an idea that God is still in the midst of creating angels, mm-hmm. and uh, a third of them could still be being deceived by the enemy. Wow. So yeah. that's an interesting thought. Again, um, just kind of extracurricular thinking, but it gives us a percentage. So a third of the angels were pulled out of heaven by the tail of the dragon. And uh, he pulls them out so of the presence yeah. of God. Yeah, right out of the presence. Yeah, and and that to me just blows my mind when you think about the whole thing. I mean, uh, we really don't we don't know what what it's like to be in the very pure presence of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an inkling of it uh, when we have worship and we listen to messages, read our Bibles, pray. But uh, when you're in the very presence of God, and then to be uh, talked out of it, you know, mm-hmm. to be persuaded mm-hmm. and tempted to go a different way. Right. That is, just blows my mind yeah. to think about that. Yeah. And for humans to think that we're smarter than angels. You yeah. Know, the Bible gives us evidence that we're a little lower than angels. Right. And, uh, and so they're in the presence of God. They see the presence of God. They see all of that. And they were still sucked away. The deception level of the enemy is incredible. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like you mentioned on Sunday, we are not smarter. Mm-hmm. 
than Satan. I mean, we would like to think we are. Mm-hmm. We can outsmart him or whatever, but we are not. I mean, he mm-hmm. obviously has been in the game for a lot longer than we have. Wasn't it wasn't it interesting to read through that passage that he was the pinnacle of wisdom? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the very top of beauty. So, you know, just amazing the way in which he was created. You also mentioned that uh, Scripture does kind of give us an idea of what he looked like and why he may have been such a powerful entity. Yes, in in the courts of heaven, right? So he is the worship leader of heaven, mm-hmm. and um, and it goes through. And um, as you look at it, and if you kind of dig in beyond just the surface level of what's written in our scripture, he has all of these beautiful stones that are a part of his actual being. Yeah, and um, and so it's not just he has a robe um, with all of these stones in it, like you know a little uh, glamified wardrobe. Yeah, it's actually a part of his his structure and his being. Where these stones, that's, are that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yes, uh, and and then it mentioned that uh, which I thought was interesting. You talked about his ability to to sing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was a fun one. Do you want to talk about that just yeah, for a moment? Let's do it. Okay. So um, in Ezekiel um, uh, twenty eight, we're going through that list, and uh, we're seeing how he was uh, created. And in the King James version, as you look down uh, in uh, verse thirteen. I'm going to read you um, a part of the a part of that verse. Okay, so yeah. uh, thou hast uh, been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering: the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the burial, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle. Uncle, carbuncle. I see carbuncle. That's a weird one. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, gold. Okay, and then here's here's the one for part of it. Yeah. And the workmanship of thy tambrels, tambrets, and thy pipes was prepared in thee on the day in which thou was created. So I'm reading from the King James. Yeah. And you just saw that word, the tambrets, is drums. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's like a, a timbrel. It's drums as well as, and you could you could bring symbols into this this concept. But then it says of thy pipes, plural. And so we have one windpipe, so we can sing one thing, where uh, Lucifer, when he was created as the worship leader of heaven, he yeah. has multiple pipes, so he can sing all the parts of a song. That's amazing, yeah. Together, so he can sing the melody, he can sing the harmony, he can sing the backup stuff, he can do the rhythm. His body is a musical instrument. He's just a walking drum machine and the everything else. Drum machine yeah. and vocal yeah. machine. And um, and, th- and that was fun for me to be able to reference. And then I had people come up and say, I need that Bible first. And so I was able to give that to them. And they're digging in uh, on their own to kind of research that for themselves. But that was King James Version uh, of that uh, Ezekiel 28, verse 13. Now, you know, what's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what's interesting is that we... Uh, live in a world today where we really try uh, to minimize, uh, to minim- de- minimize, minimize uh, what we think of the devil. Uh, you know, a lot of times people have this uh, maybe cutesy image of a little red character that we've seen in a cartoon with a bifurcated tail and, yep. uh, you know, this, this idea that, you know, it's not that bad. You know, it's like uh, there's really a lot of talk about the yin and yang. There's an evil side, good side, and he's just the bad side. You just got to be careful of what he does and that kind of stuff. But um, we're talking about a sinister being yes, that is intent to, to eradicate humanity because we are basically an affront to everything that they hold dear because God gave us his image. He gave us uh, things that uh, really speak to his glory and creation. And every time we exist, all the times that we exist, any time that we uh, become a part of the kingdom, 
it, it is like a slap in the face to Satan because he no longer has that opportunity. He can't be a part of it anymore. And so the, the issue is, is that when we uh, talk about the devil, it is not something that we're saying, you know, this is just be careful, you know, yeah. just watch out. Yeah. The, you know, the scripture says for us that, uh, um, that we have to be wise in how we deal with this, right? Yeah. We don't do it in a flippant way. Uh, so Satan um, is, um, you know, he, he's not just intent on destroying humanity, but it's the reason behind it. It's because we are the recipient of God's love. We're the recipient of his image, as you said. Mm-hmm. So we are created a little bit lower than angels, but we are the recipient of God's image. Um, the, the angels were created with free will, as we yeah. just discussed, the third of the angels were deceived. Um, but Jesus didn't die for the angels. Right, yeah. Right, think about that. Jesus became a human so that he could redeem us back to God. That makes Satan... Yeah. Uh, you know, embittered against us because we're the recipient of God's love. And so he is um, doing everything he can to destroy humanity, as you said, because we are the recipient of God's love. And uh, so that all of a sudden now we kind of get, we're in the crosshairs of the enemy. Right. And then I think, I think you see a little of this. I think you've probably experienced it at some point in life. You ever run into a person who um, has something that's broken and they're going to throw it away. And, uh, and you're like, no, no, I'll take it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, no, if I can't have it, no one can have it. Yeah. yeah that's, right. that's the, that's the enemy. That's his thinking, right? Yeah. If I can't have these humans, no one's going to have them. And so I'm going to destroy them. Yeah. And, and, and I think we see, and in, in our human history that, uh, he's found very uh, multiple ways to make that happen. I mean, he gives us the, uh, the desire for war. So we're going to just wipe ourselves out. Yep. Uh, of course, we have the issues of abortion, suicide, all these things that are uh, things to get us out of the out of the picture, get mm-hmm. rid of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's always constantly developing more and more evil ways for us to mm-hmm. uh, destroy ourselves. So that yeah, you, you know, go all the way back to Genesis chapter six, he yeah. he had basically tainted the entire gene, uh, you know, DNA of humans all yep. the way down to one family. He yeah. almost succeeded in cutting off the ability for Jesus yeah. Christ to be our redeemer. Yeah, that's why God had to destroy the earth with the flood yeah he had to step in and he had to step in and save it because it was down to one family had not been tainted by uh satan that's just that's just crazy to think about yeah we could have and we're on that same trajectory i believe yeah oh yeah yeah i mean we talk about romans about all the people uh that uh you know are gonna go through suffering but also when we are raptured uh the people that are gonna try to come into the kingdom after the fact they're gonna have to give up their life for that that Mm. situation but you know the devil's gonna be working overtime to not even let that happen as he's been doing all along it's it's a lot to really consider when you think about it but i think the the important aspect of what you've been talking about is that uh the devil is no one to play with mm-hmm. and uh we need to definitely take ephesians 6 seriously about putting on our armor mm-hmm. um and in the world that we're living in right now it, just because some things are subtle it seems like it could be a probability that we should maybe think about it uh doesn't always always necessarily mean that's probably the biblical approach uh and we need to go back to the scriptures go back to the like you mentioned the scripture um is it in jeremiah the old ways mm-hmm. uh and, 616 yeah and remind ourselves of of the truth that we should know mm-hmm. uh but there's a question you know it's interesting that I was uh looking up this idea about how people can be see be deceived by satan i mean that's sort of the question that we ask all the time how is it possible <clears throat> as a believer going to church every day 
uh, being a part of the church. Oh, I'm glad if you do go every day, but every mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's this question of how is it possible that I could ever deal with spiritual warfare? Uh, how could it be deceived by the, the devil? And there's some uh, just basic senses that we get from Scripture. Um, we do know that, obviously, that there's demonic forces that are working behind the scenes all the time, yep. trying to uh, tempt us or influence us to move in a direction apart from what God wants us. Uh, we can also sometimes, just by our own sinful nature, begin to uh, falter and try to uh, deceive ourselves by going after things that the devil may uh, provide us with. Um, and so uh, that becomes something where we begin to take on the influences and those things that are in our life. So even if you are somebody that goes to church, maybe a believer, but allow things like bitterness and, and uh, gossip to get in your life, uh, you can start heading down a path that's going to be in the wrong place. Um, you know, and it, I think today and age, the day and age we live in, uh, we can deceive ourselves, especially with some of the um, conversations that are going on around us. Mm-hmm. And it can cause us to falter if we don't know the foundational arguments from Scripture. And, uh, you know, Paul tells Timothy, he says, know your doctrine, know your truth. Yeah. Uh, don't allow yourself to be uh, persuaded by things that may sound lofty and great, mm-hmm. but know what you're believing in. Uh, you know, and the other thing is that, uh, uh, you know, even aside from the enemy's attack, sometimes um, we can allow our emotions to do all the work for the devil. Right. Mm-hmm. We talked about in the last series about allowing things from our past to define our future, to allow things to hold us back to try to run up ahead past God's, uh, you know, perfect will for us so that we can get there. But it leads us to a lot of things. I mean, what are some other things that you see that you've noticed where Satan seems to uh, have control uh, or seems to have influence on us as believers, even though we are coming to church every day? All right, so let's let's go ahead and kind of crack that can open. Um, this is one that can um, quickly slip into... Um, kind of rule keeping or a little legalism. But as a pastor, I want to encourage you to be careful. It says that we're not to give a foothold to the devil. So that's kind of what you're saying. Like, where are the footholds? Uh, That's where you stick your foot or toe in the door and then a person can't shut the door. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to go ahead and go there. Uh, The movies that you watch. Yeah. Okay. And they're just, just peppered with all kinds of demonic activity. The music you listen to. Um, the, the ideas of things that you're reading, um, all of that stuff are little footholds for the enemy to get just a little wedge or a little place in your thought life, in your, um, in your, your marriage or whatever it might be. You, you need to be really, really careful. You know, I do, I do pray for people for deliverance and we do see demonic, um, oppression come against Christians, um, you know, and then, so I pray, we pray deliverance. We pray for people to be set free from those kind of things. And then I ask questions like, okay, so where's the open door? Where, where have you given a crack for the enemy to get in? Well, I've been watching this TV series and, uh, okay, let's not watch that. Yeah. Okay. Let's don't put anything before our eyes that gives an access for the enemy to drop thoughts and temptations and struggles into our life. So, you know, it's not about keeping rules. I'm just telling you, let's keep the door shut. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, all those things you mentioned, it's interesting that uh, we don't even realize, uh, like if we took some of those things that are prevalent in our society today, things we listen to, things we watch, uh, things that we've accepted as being social norms, and we bring them back to the scripture, we find out that a lot of those things God said do not do, and he gives reasons for why, because it can cause this problem or that problem. 
But that was how, you know, even the devil worked within the children of Israel, right? He would give them uh, plausible ideas like, okay, so you don't want to be at war anymore. You know, why don't you try to have peace with your other nations around you that are idol worshipers? But, you know, you don't have to necessarily be that nation, but just kind of, you know, put a little toe in the water uh, just so you can have maybe a conversation or whatever. And uh, we find out that that led to worse things ever, and uh, for them, it led to their destruction many times. Yeah. And uh, we wonder why sometimes in our own household, you know, why is why are my teens, you know, so snappy with me? Don't they're not, you know, being respectful? Well, it, you know, I've watched some of the stuff that's supposedly good for kids, and those kids do not respect their parents. They try to find ways to get around their parents' rules and regulations. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, husbands and wives finding harmony with each other. Uh, the, even the the very definition of how God orchestrated the marriage life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not I'm not against women's rights. Uh, and definitely when we talk about the church, I think women should be doing all, all the stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. But in the home, there's a particular reason why God set up the structure for uh, protection. And we have thousands and thousands of married couples that are trying to usurp that idea mm-hmm. uh, simply because they don't want to follow the rules. Right. And, you know, the, almost every single TV show is going to make the dad look dumb. Yeah. And parents to be out of touch and uh, they do it in a a way that seems humorous. Right. But that's all dropping ideas into your children's head or into our society's head that, you know, dads are dumb and, and parents are out of touch. Right. Completely false. And also giving the foothold for the, for the enemy to come in and drop lies in. And we, and we wonder why that becomes uh, such a prevalent part in the, in the ministry when we talk to families and counsel them. And one of the things I've, I've noticed is that, you know, we've talked about this before, the percentage of people that are going through issues uh, within their marriage uh, of divorce, even in the church, is, is unreal. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing that I've found, I know you've probably found too in counseling these families, is that there's a major uh, misunderstanding of how any structure is supposed to work, right? Uh, the husband doesn't want to take a lead. The wife doesn't want to uh, support. Uh, the husband doesn't want to support the wife. They don't want to, you know, and it becomes basically we're roommates trying to figure out how to raise a child. And we wonder why marriages in the church are falling apart too. Mm-hmm. And that's the one area I think more so than any other that the devil's had such a foothold to try to bring destruction to the church. Right. Uh, because if we begin to question those things, then how do we question God's authority in our lives, right? Uh, if God's speaking to us and talking to us, well, you know, you know, do I have to really follow it? I mean, you know, maybe God's just giving me a suggestion. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't have to follow that, you know, that inkling in my heart, that that uh, unction to move forward in that direction. And it becomes this uh, snowball effect that it starts affecting everything. And uh, it is, it's, it's scary to me sometimes when I think I see that happening within the church because we should be the, the light, on the hill, we should be, you know, the example, mm-hmm. but that's one area. But, uh, spiritual warfare is, uh, as we talk about the subject on Sunday, uh, you, you mentioned that how Jesus was very adamant about making sure we understood the unseen yeah. and how those things should be on the forefront of everything, because it does affect everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just affect maybe our personal journey and how we battle against our temptations or whatever, but it affects every subtle thing. Mm-hmm. Our, a relationship with our wife, our children, our our friends, our work buddies, whatever it is, it affects us so much. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun to uh, see Jesus' thoughts on some of these things while going to Matthew chapter 12. And uh, I love that section where he says, you know, hey, let's uh, tie up the strong man if you want to get the stuff back that the enemy stole from you. Yeah. Right. I like and that, that was yeah. great. Uh, I think I love it when Jesus kind of gives us an example that doesn't seem very Christian like, right? We're not going to go yeah. in and tie up somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the example that he used. And uh, the enemy has stolen a lot of things from people. Yeah. And if you want to get that stuff back, which are peace and, you know, prosperity and the wonderful things, your family back and your marriage back, you got to tie up the tie up the strong man. Yeah. And you do that by spiritual warfare. Yeah, and that's a, like you said, that's a, a big thing. And and I love the analogy that you gave on Sunday too. It's like, you know, who would be standing out in the yard watching somebody in their house just ripping them off? Right. You know, you're going to want to go in there and deal with it. it. It doesn't make any sense that in our spiritual journey, we would do the same mm-hmm. for our spiritual house. We would stand outside and say, hey, you know what, take whatever you want. And, and so maybe at some point, you know, as believers in Christ, uh, we're going to have to make a firm stand about something that's going on yeah. in our family, in our lives. You know, this is something that maybe we need to draw a line to stand for us mm-hmm. uh, because the Bible gives us uh, encouragement to do that. Yeah. Um, can I bring up a, a question that I received uh, at my small group, which yeah. I think a lot of people have had this question. I know I did when I first got uh, into the word. So when, <clears throat> so when did Lucifer get kicked out of heaven on the timeline so we know that Adam and Eve mm-hmm. fall in the garden, yeah. And Lucifer is there, Satan is there, um, in in uh, taking on the the serpent. So when when was it that uh, the enemy was kicked out of heaven? Yeah. Okay, because God created everything in the seven days. So um, the answer to that is um, the fact that we don't know how much time there is between Genesis chapter two and Genesis chapter three. Yeah. Now I'm a I'm a twenty four hour seven day creationist. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have a timeline between those two. Mm-hmm. So between those two times, between Genesis two, when the creation is completed and Genesis three, when man f- kind of falls in the garden, mm-hmm. that's when Satan is kicked out of, you know, Lucifer is kicked out of, out of heaven. Yeah. So it's, it's in that time mode. Okay. Okay. So that was a great question. Somebody brought up to me and I, and I hope that that's brings some answer to you, but, uh, Whoever that, was, whoever that was. Yeah, whoever that was. Related <laughs> to Ben Budding. So, um, yeah, so it was a great a great question, and I, it, it's a wonderful one that I've received in the past, but there's there's your timeline. Yeah. Between Genesis 2, which is all of creation being done, yeah. and Genesis 3, when mankind falls, because Adam and Eve were created to live forever, they weren't in a rush to hurry up and do anything. So yeah. there could have been a long time between those, or it could have been, you know, one day between them. That's fine. Yeah. That's when Lucifer... Um, he wants he wants the adoration of the angels and he wants the adoration of mankind, and so that's when he falls. And uh, so that whoever that question was, there there's a uh, Pastor Gary answer for you, ready to go, right hot off the press. There you go. Take that take that to the bank. There you go. A little more to study about. Um, yeah. So we you know it, it is interesting that as we're going to get into this uh, topic of uh, spiritual warfare, that there are going to be a lot of things to uh, consider, and it may seem kind of daunting when we uh, consider maybe how uh, how much control, how much influence the devil has on us, mm-hmm. but the one thing that you mentioned, which was sort of like the, the end to your message, you said in Revelations 12, 12, that we basically have this idea, this phrase, that is, war is won, but battles, the battle still rages. Yeah, that's uh, that's one that helps people when they're like, "Hey, I thought Jesus won the you know won the war. Why am I still having these troubles?" Mm-hmm. And um, and going back to you know the the real battles that we have going on in our lives, uh, to see where the Japanese surrender 
On, yeah, that uh, was a great story, you know, too. Yeah, September the 2nd, um, 1945, they surrender. But then it takes weeks for the rest of the troops of the Japanese to be informed yeah. <laughs> that they had lost and to stop fighting. Because uh, the fact is, some of those islands had to be taken before they would give up because the, the Japanese were told, you will fight to the death. Yeah. So they don't, they're not just going to walk around if you say, hey, the war is over. They're not going to believe you. Right, yeah. That's the exact same pattern that we see in um, our spiritual battle that we have against the enemy. He's lost. He knows he's doomed. He, there is an end date coming. Yeah. Okay? He knows his fate, but he's just going to take as many down with him as he possibly can. So we're still battling those demons um, all the way up to the very end. Yeah, I, when when you're sharing that story, my, my wife keeps nudging me, and she's like, "How is that possible that that one guy yeah. would be a holdout? Doesn't somebody <laughs> like tell him?" And I'm yeah. like, "He's probably on a small island, it's yes. probably a really tiny island, yes, and he's like defending it, yep." And they're not going to share. Any, if the war's over, nobody's going to walk over and say, "Hey, man." A lot of people don't realize uh, because of our geography. Yeah, um, there are actually thousands of islands in the in yeah. the Philippines, and so he's he's just watching over one of those islands. This poor guy. Twenty nine years, one hundred and seven <laughs> days. He held out, and yeah. there was reports that people went further than that, but they just never were able to, you know, to actually find yeah. the person holding out all the way up into the two thousands. Oh, really? Yeah, to like 2005, but they they weren't able to actually apprehend the person and say the war's over. But yeah, definitely 1974. This poor guy, 29 yeah. years away from his family. Yeah. I mean, his kid is yeah. an old adult. And he gets, and he gets, he get he surrenders. Yeah. And they take him back home. His wife is remarried to somebody else. Oh. His whole life is, is gone. That's even worse. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That, that's the part of the story that would have been good to tell. Like, <laughs> the poor guy goes home, doesn't have a wife anymore. Yeah. His dog that he loved is dead, been dead for years. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. It sounds like a good country song. Yep. So that's the idea that we're still fighting. The war The war has already been secured for us, but we're still battling demonic forces that refuse to give up, and Satan's not going to go down with all oh, fight. Oh, no. Yeah. And and I've, I've mentioned this uh, to a lot of people in our church, but a, a good... A Christian movie to check out is the movie Nefarious. I've heard of this, and um, it yep, is so I've, good. I, you can speak on it because I yeah. haven't seen it. Well, it's basically like a, a screw tape letter, modern day screw tape letter, but it is so good because the things they bring out are so relevant to today that when you're talking about, if you're talking about spiritual warfare like we are right now, uh, this is something to just at least, I don't know, kind of peer behind the veil a little bit, mm -hmm. kind of get the, the writers did such a good job pulling scripture together to make this uh, story uh, relevant for the time. Uh, it is. I guess they're they're billing it with a lot of horror movies, I think, to get people in the door. Okay. But it's basically a dialogue between a, a lawyer and a person in prison. And uh, I'll tell you, this is one of those movies where you're like, I, I sat there at the beginning and I'm like, uh, where's the CGI? Where's all the special effects? Okay. Not a lot of special effects. It is mainly about the dialogue mm. and learning how the devil works behind the scenes mm -hmm. to uh, to bring people down and do what they do. And uh, I was just I was walking out of there. I'm like, this is good. This is good stuff. I mean, so I just want to preface it. It yeah. is rated R. Is that correct? I somebody told me it was rated R. I'm not sure. Okay. About, I just maybe. want I just want our listeners to be aware. Maybe it's maybe it's a no rating. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't okay. Remember. Maybe I don't that's remember. what. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the movie. I don't even remember if there's a lot of swearing in it. It was really just a really deep theological dialogue about okay about spiritual warfare. Mm. But I don't remember uh, about the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I'm Personally, I don't have a problem with some of that stuff, but mm -hmm. some people might be sensitive to that. 
my wife, I, she didn't even say anything about any of the swearing. So it, maybe there's not a lot because normally she, if she hears one word that comes mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. that she definitely mm-hmm. does not like, she's like, I, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I don't remember that happening at all. Okay. So it might not Good. have happened, but it was, it's definitely really, she's, uh, she's, she enjoyed it, but it was, she had a different take on it than you did. Yeah. Right. She, yeah, she was, I mean, the part that really got her was talking about the uh, explanation of abortion and, and uh, sex trafficking that was brought up yeah, okay. in the movie. And uh, I, she really touched her yep. as far as uh, the explanation of how the devil works behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the way they present it is things that people don't really think about. And so, you know, if you can handle that kind of stuff, I, I personally, I, I know I love uh, movies that make you think. Yeah, that make me think and mm-hmm. dig real deep theologically. Uh, those are, that's my wheelhouse. Yep. I love that stuff, but some people may not, I don't know. Right. But we had a good crowd there when we went. Well, we're going to have a great time in the series as we continue on. So yeah. this weekend, if you'd like a little hint on what's coming, we are going to start looking at the tactics. Now, now we know Lucifer, Satan is behind, um, evil and all of that. We're going to look at his tactics and what he does to try to, uh, trip us up and hinder us and steal from us and all that. So we're going to take a look at who the real enemy is and, um, and how to deal with that. Just to keep it in the army esque thing, that's good intel, right? Yeah, yeah. there you go. Some intel you go. on how to deal with the the weapons of the our warfare, and that, that actually be a part of my opening story, and uh, is is going right along with what you're saying. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. I've already been typing it up and trying to memorize it and get it ready to go. <laughs> I think it's you know that one you did last week about the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, you should have had a background track. Oh. Of you know like like a banjo and a little bit of uh, yeah, taps and taps or, and stuff or, yeah yeah while you're doing it. so maybe this week depending on, I don't know what your story is you it, should do a little background it, it's civil war yeah I'm, um, oh you should get some background I should probably music. do that that's a good idea and just kind of build the the drama of the story because it was so funny because you you said you were talking to me about the story <laughs> if it went off well last Sunday and I'm like. You know, you had pauses in the right spot. Like, it was intense pauses. Uh-huh. And so people are, like, even drawn even more. And you're like, well, that's because I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you, you made me laugh so hard when I checked with you. I'm like, hey, yeah. was that okay? To, and you're like, the pauses? Yeah. I know you were looking for the next word, but they were perfect. Yeah. It was, like, right <laughs> on the money. And everybody's, like, drawn into it. You're like, oh, the pause. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, you couldn't have done any better with that. It was well, so thanks. good. Yeah, that story was... I, I, I went and read that, that whole... I read oh. an article about the story. Yeah. And I cannot believe... That people were sitting there with picnic baskets and right. their kids were running around like it yeah. was a after church like going to yeah. the fair, yeah, right? and just to watch the, when people are dying in front of them, yeah, and it wasn't it didn't register with them for quite a while before they realized, oh, this is bad, you know, yeah. let's get yeah. out of here, yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> probably one more bullet goes whistling past some one of your kids, yeah, you know, it's like, like oh, all right, we're done. This, are these real bullets? I didn't know these are real bullets. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like it was in reenactment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I'm thinking about all the people that go to reenactments right now, and it's like right. that's basically what happened the first time. Yeah, you're standing there with a coke in your hand watching the battle, <laughs> and somebody's shooting, and they're shooting real bullets. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes well, uh, we'll be we're about we'll be um uh 13 months past. The story in which I told you will be in the next big battle. And so it's 13 months later. And uh, so get ready. It's going to be a good one. It's good. I can't wait. Yeah, I love it. And then if, uh, you know, we're starting the Spiritual Warfare uh, series, not this Wednesday, but next yes, Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's not necessarily going to be following specifically Pastor Gary's notes, but we're going to dig into it a little bit differently and a little bit deeper yep. uh, because we have the time yep. on Wednesdays. And so I encourage you to come I, out for that. I love it. I, I think it's great when you and I get a chance to work this way. So, you know, the weekend I'm just kind of, you know, just 
piquing people's interest and then you're able to take them for an hour and a half every Wednesday yeah. night into the depths of uh, the, the subject matter. That's great. Oh, you know what? And I've got my first class almost done. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm All looking right. forward to it. Well, that's it for us on this podcast. Uh, you know, again, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us. And remember that uh, Haley Geisler won the podcast. Yes. Way uh, to go, Haley. Uh, yeah, she's at college, and I think she's coming oh, back at okay. some point. Okay, But uh, she can take that with her to their dorm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they're all fixed so they can only play our podcast. So it, it'd be good. You know? Yeah. Even if um, even if we need to send it to her, let's go ahead and just get that out we to her. We could mail it to her, yeah. yeah that would be great. Uh, I'll get that from College Bond. students love getting packages. They yes, love they gifts. We can throw a couple of Lisa K cookies in with it. Oh, there you go. Well, that, you know, I think would be better is if you give me the cookies so that I can put them in the box for her and I'll make sure this she shows up. There's uh, just wrappers in yeah, there right. with it. No cookies. Must've been a mouse in the box. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> All those molasses cookies. I just, I, my mouth waters every time I think about them. All right. Well, that's it for us. We hope that you uh, got all that you are looking for today. The more that you needed and we'll see you next week. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now, 